0: Hey everybody, good morning, Pastor Paul. It is, wow, can you believe it? Almost summer. It is Wednesday morning, May 5th, 2021, and we are at the very end now of our study through the book of Exodus, which we began uh, back towards the beginning of the year as a follow-up to our sermon series um, on Sunday mornings at Four Oaks through the book of Genesis. Thought we would jump into Exodus, find out what happens next to the brothers and the people of Israel, and we've seen all sorts of adventures and exciting things happen, but we are now to the end of of the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 40. Tomorrow will be our final lesson in Exodus, and then we're going to be taking a, a little summer hiatus and... We'll talk about maybe what can, what can happen next with um, these devotionals um, as we enter the new fall and ministry season. But this morning, um, I want to read from Exodus chapter 40, uh, verses 34 through 38, and this is the, the end of Exodus. Tomorrow we're going to do kind of a recap and an overview, but remember what, what's happened here that um god has given explicit instructions for how the tabernacle is to be constructed how it's to be made what it is to be made of what's to go in it and now the tabernacle has been erected it's complete it's 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 done and we see what happens at that moment when the tabernacle is first erected when it's first Put into operation and this communicates some things that are very very important to us about our christian walk and faith and how we're to think about ourselves in relationship to god let's look at verse 34. then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the lord filled the tabernacle and moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled on it and the glory of the lord filled the tabernacle Throughout all their journeys, whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set out till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was in it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. And one of the things that we mentioned before is that whenever the Israelites would set up camp, uh, for two million people, which was no mean feat, they would first construct or put up the tabernacle. And the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, would go in the middle of the Israelites, and they would camp all around it in concentric circles. And this was for two reasons, I think. One, it was to remind the Israelites that um, everything they did, all their activity, all their worship, all their living, um You know raising families all of it was to be centered and oriented oriented around god so there was it was meant to communicate a god-centeredness to their theology and perspective but the second thing it was to remind the israelites that it really ultimately didn't matter where they were as long as god's presence was there so think back a few chapters when we talked about that um, incident where god said after the golden calf incident um, I'm going to send you up to the promised land, and I'll give you success, but I'm not going to go with you. And how Moses and the people of God, this was a, despair, this was a despairing word, right? It was, a, it was a catastrophic word because they knew if God's presence did not go with them, it didn't really matter what they attained from an earthly, worldly sense. Um, their, their very spiritual lives were, uh, were in jeopardy, and, that, and that's something um, they did not want to do. And so what we see here with the tabernacle is that God's course was leading them through the pillar of cloud during the day And whenever the pillar of cloud would stop that's when the Israelites would stop and that's where they would uh, make their camp and the text tells us that when they would make their camp and set up the tabernacle the glory of the Lord would fill that place and the cloud would cover this tent of meeting um, and he says, even Moses, look, verse 35, and Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. So there was no question, right, where the presence of God was, the glory of God. It was right there in the middle of the people with the tabernacle. But when the cloud lifted and the glory of the Lord left, the Israelites knew that it was time to put up camp and follow um, the cloud to their next destination. And, and one of the things that I think is is particularly um, for, for us Westerners who are very goal-oriented, decision oriented, um, always thinking about the next thing, always wondering what's around the corner, um, you know, fixated on all the decisions we have to make in our lives, that ultimately what, what is being communicated here is that those things, while important and in the right context are important, okay? they're not the most important thing. The most important thing is, is God with us? Um, Is the glory of the Lord, which we now have access to through the face of Jesus Christ, is He with us? Is He going with us? Is He blessing us? Um, In a lot of ways, we would be wanting to do, quote unquote, the wrong things with God than, quote unquote, the right things without Him. Of course, we know that the right things um, are the ones where God is with us. But this is such a a, a crucial feature um, as we're even thinking about our day that's kind of laid out in front of us right now okay and we're gonna we're thinking about our tasks we're thinking about things we have to do we're thinking about the hustle and bustle and busyness of the day may God grant us though the ability to see that that God is going with me today I want him to be present in all that I do he's present in me through the Holy Spirit of course but I don't want to be pursuing those things um, or even pursuing the right things in a in the wrong way in a way that grieves the Holy Spirit or moves me away experientially from God's glory and God's presence and I think when we think about that today you know, I think it echoes what Jesus says Seek first the kingdom of God And then all these things will be added unto you That there is a sense in which We are looking first to God Asking for his direction Praying for his presence Praying for his glory Trusting that he will lead us through his word The circumstances of, of our days and lives That that should not be our fixation Our fixation should be knowing God Our fixation should be seeking God's presence Our fixation should be Praying to God, um, seeking His glory, uh, seeking to please Him, pursuing holiness, being faithful, and as we are doing that, then and 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 only then, okay, do the priorities of our lives, um, the decisions of our lives come into focus in the way that they should. Sometimes, um, you know, John Piper uses the illustration of a microscope, and then a telescope okay um what is the difference in those things well a telescope um takes gives us the ability to take something that seems small like a star and expand it um so that it gives us a greater sense okay of its true size okay so you see a little dot in the sky somebody says that's mars or venus doesn't look like mars or venus but if you have a really powerful telescope Right? you begin to see, oh that's an actual planet. That's actually huge, Okay, much bigger than it appears to me. Well let's, what, well, let's think about a microscope. A microscope takes something that is microscopic and tiny and makes it seem bigger than it really is, okay? And, and a lot of times we approach life as if we're looking through a microscope versus a telescope. Um, we're, we, 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 we're, we're huddled over our microscope looking at all the, the details and decisions of our lives and we're fixated on them um, and the more we stare at them the bigger they become under that microscope when in reality what you and I need is a telescope right we need a telescope so that we rightly see what's most important in its right proportions a lot of times the glory of God the presence of God seems like a distant thing it seems like an abstract thing it seems um, It seems just kind of otherworldly okay or irrelevant but by taking the telescope which we believe right is the Word of God then it brings God rightly into focus and we can thus begin to orient our lives more faithfully around him and this is was the great object lesson I believe of the tabernacle where the glory of the Lord rested okay so look to God today uh, for Oaks now Tomorrow will be our last um, time in the book of Exodus before taking a hiatus, and um, we're gonna do kind of a recap, um, hit on some of the important themes that we've talked about over these last four months or so, and um, and bring this to an official close. But that's tomorrow, hope you join us today. Let's pray for God's presence. Lord, go before us today, and we trust that you are leading us by your presence. Um, You're leading us by your spirit, through the power of your word. And so, Lord, that's the most important reality that we can orient ourselves today to. So please give us the grace and ability to do that. In your name, we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody.